This podcast is brought to you by Never Done Branding University, a community of entrepreneurs that are serious about leveling up their brand, sales, and impact. Become a member today and get access to the community to where you can network and collaborate with like-minded individuals, along with joining us for our live short-form video tutorials, where I show you how I film, edit, and so much more when it comes to video. And oh, I got you when it comes to marketing and showing you how to use social media to get your ideal customer. And of course, you get exclusive video of this podcast. So what are you waiting for? Head over to neverdonebranding.club and become a member of the community that has never done branding. Because if you're serious about your business, neither should you. See you in the community. Today's interview is with hairstylist, influencer, and marketing strategist, Miss Jasmine Bad. Today, we're talking about purpose and talent and how she has been able to find her true purpose even in dark times, along with how her mom and her are the first entrepreneurs in her family. Jasmine's grandmother may have scared her mom a little bit along her journey, but Jasmine's mom wanted to ensure that she did things differently with her children. In today's episode, Jasmine is talking to us about how she went from being a hairstylist to a phenomenal marketing strategist. But that didn't come easy now. There was definitely some struggle along there, along with one of her boyfriends that she's dated for 30 days got murdered in the process. But once again, we talk about blessing in disguises here on the podcast, and that actually may have been a blessing in disguise for Jasmine because she was really able to find her purpose within that moment and within that specific time within her life. And we're also talking about how she got her first salon at only 21 and now helping and empowering women every single day to be their best selves. So let's welcome my good friend, Miss Jasmine Bad, if you're nasty, to the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast that has never done branding, where we talk about all things entrepreneurship and not just the glitz and glam that you're used to seeing on Instagram, but we really get real from breaking down topics and teaching you all things branding to even teach you how to market yourself on social media. And of course, I have interviews with entrepreneurs from all walks of life to really talk about their experience and break down entrepreneurship for real. So if this is your first time here, make sure you favorite the podcast and also follow us on all social media platforms so that you can be a part of the community that has never done branding. I'm your host, Nasir Joachim, brand and marketing strategist. So let's get into today's episode. <laughs> Hello, Jasmine, Miss Bad of you Nasty. How are you doing today? <laughs> Nice to hear. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Super excited to have you here on the podcast. Uh, but before we get started, I have a segment. It's time for Attitude for Gratitude. This is where I ask entrepreneurs, what are you grateful for? Because I believe as an entrepreneur, you need to be grateful for everything that you have in life, even the smallest things, because it's what's going to get you through. So Miss Bad, what are you grateful for? am grateful for my purpose and my talent. Why'd you choose your talent out of all things? Okay, so I would say I'm grateful for my talent because my my first talent that I really got into was hair. So I'm grateful for that talent because it led me to discover my purpose, which was marketing and community. So mm. I'm grateful for that because had I not started as a salon owner and stylist, I would have never transitioned into learning that I like 
to be creative. I like to be a creative director. So I'm really grateful for that. I love that. I love that. And that makes sense. And that's one of the biggest things that uh, kind of like a hot topic here on the podcast is really one transferable skills, right? But also learning things and pivoting and understanding that this might be where I'm at now, but this is actually where I feel like I belong and I should be. So what really got you started into your entrepreneur journey? Because I know that you also released a book. Was that the beginning of your journey as an entrepreneur or was the hair salon the beginning of your entrepreneur journey? So the beginning of my journey was, you know, I've never had a nine to five. Mm -hmm. I've never. Yeah, I know. I've never had a job. So from the time I was like 13, 14, I was always like planning my hair, doing my friend's hair. Mm-hmm. And it started from there. And then once I was around 18 or 19, I actually went to hair school. Mm-hmm. Then I was doing people hair, you know, I'm from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I was doing people hair from surrounding areas, Virginia, Delaware, New York. People were coming I'm from, from Delaware. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people were coming from everywhere. And I was doing hair in my mom's basement at the time. Mm-hmm. And we had these wooden steps. And it was so much traffic coming up and down. This one step kept breaking. So my mom had to keep getting it fixed. And she was like, it's time. It's time for you to get a salon. Like, it's it's time. And I was like, I was kind of nervous. I was kind of scared. And she was just like, I'm going to start looking for buildings. And she started looking for buildings. And she found a building for us. Yeah. Um, Her dance studio was on one side. My salon was on the other side. So Mm -hmm. that's how my journey started. I love that. And and that that's amazing that one, you, you have the support of your mom, right? And your family. Because I feel like this is a thing that a lot of people don't get. And also like in other interviews, a lot of their parents, uh, you know, are workers. You know what I mean? They're used to that structure. So when it comes to entrepreneurship, they're not very familiar with it. So they're like, you know, what's this thing you doing in a basement? You know what I mean? <laughs> and my, my mom, she was kind of that way but she's also like me and her are the first entrepreneurs in my family oh, okay and when she was younger she wanted to be a hairstylist and she wanted to be a fashion designer mm. but my family was so fearful you know they were taught to you either you know you go to school you graduate and you either go to college or you go get a job at social security administration or you, you know yeah. you need to find you a good job it wasn't you know, being an entrepreneur wasn't so common. So my grandmother pretty much scared her and talked her out of her fears. Like, no, that's not, you know, that's not the way to go. So she was, she just said at once she had her own children, she was going to do it different. Yeah. So she was kind of fearful because I wanted to do fashion design first, but because I wanted to go to school out of state and I'm her only child, Mm -hmm. she was like, Oh no, you're not mature enough to go out of state. You can you can go to you can go to school in state. And I'm like, there's no good fashion schools in Maryland. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm good at hair too. So I'm gonna go to hair school. Yeah. But I, I love, I, love that. You know, I did love that she took the initiative to start looking for buildings because child would have dragged my feet. Yeah. I, honestly, <laughs> I was scared. You know, I was I'm like, I'm 21. You know, that was that was really a big leap, you know, a big leap of faith for me. Yeah. So she pushed forward and, and, and it is like taking that risk because now you got liability. You know what I mean? Like, like say for instance, I don't get enough clients. I'm going to pay this rent. And like, you know what I mean? Like say for instance, yes. like I don't, somebody slip and fall in my salon. Now, now they're about to sue me, you know? So there's a, like a lot of like liability that does go into that. How did you feel like you overcame that like imposter syndrome or having that negative thought process? I uh, once, 
it was solidified with the building. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, well, here we are. Mm-hmm. And my mother was like, well, you need to come up with a thousand dollars. And I came up with that thousand dollars so quick. And she was just like, how you do that? And I was just like, I just, I ran a sale. Like I was yeah. doing and like, I didn't have no money starting out. That's all I had. So we had like this porch furniture that was like the waiting area in my basement. Yeah. We bought that to the salon. Um, the paint was actually the same color as our living room at the time. Mm-hmm. And we had some of that paint still in the house. Oh, so we, we took that paint to the salon and went and got some water to match it. And we just used what we had. The yeah. good part was that the building, the side I was on in the building was already a salon. Mm-hmm. So at the time, the contractor that was doing the work, he was like, you know, to save y'all money, I don't have to look, y'all don't have to look for new stations. I can actually do these stations over. Mm. He painted them and they were like, oh, now that I think about it, like those stations were slick and vintage. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, why did I get rid of Now I'm like, you know, I'm like, why, why did I get rid of those? But yeah. he changed the top on them, like gave them like a marble top finish oh, and nice. everything. So it was like, you know, it worked out. Yeah. And it's just like doing, jumping that, that leap of faith, you know what I mean? And realizing that it, it's okay. And realizing that God got your back at the end of the day and what's meant yeah, for and you is meant for you. And the truth is, in, in your entrepreneurial journey, it's going to be time you're going to pay some bills late. Mm-hmm. It was times that I, I paid that rent late, but it got paid. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We want things to be perfect, but it's not perfect. I remember the hot water tank went up. I didn't even know anything about saving money at that time, child. I ain't had no money to pay for that hot water tank. <laughs> the, land- <laughs> the landlord was like, well, I'll replace it when she should have replaced it anyway. Yeah. She was a horrible landlord. But she was just like, um, I'll replace it, but I'm up in the rent. Okay. So, yeah. So, she replaced it, but she upped the rent. That was that her was job. Her. She was supposed to replace it regardless. <laughs> she was. It, she was. Oh, I couldn't wait. To get out of that building. My mother wanted to stay because of comfortability and she was so used to it. But I was like, we need to go. Like yeah. we need to find somewhere else to go. So it 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 was it was a journey. And that not save once that hot water tank went up, that's when I learned like, oh baby, you gotta save some money. You gotta figure it out and you gotta figure it out fast because things are happening. My first salon was my trial and error moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it's like that's the common thread between every single entrepreneur I bring on here is that it's all about trial and error. It's all about learning and failing. It's all about, you know, pivoting and, you know, figuring out what is my destiny and what's my intention and what am I put on this earth to actually do. And I fully, I fully can relate to that kind of experience and just embracing the pivot and embracing whatever comes to you and realize that at the end of the day, God got your back, you know? So even though you were still very young with opening up your salon, were you a very ambitious child? Did you, or were you a very bossy child? Like what was your childhood like that kind of puts you into that path of literally never having a job ever? So my dad um, before he passed away, um, they always said that he would tell them, don't talk to me in baby talk. Mm-hmm. So since I was born, you had to talk to me as if I was another adult. Mm. And if it was something I didn't understand, you just had to explain it to me until I understood it. Mm-hmm. So for me, I feel like I never thought like a child. Yeah. I always tell my mother this. Like, I feel like I was always a thinker. Yeah. Like my whole life, like I always thought about everything. Um, 
the entrepreneur was just always in me. Now I think back, like me and my friends, we made jewelry. Oh, let's go back to elementary <laughs> school. We were, we were drawing pictures of characters, like tracing them out of books and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we would um, color them really nicely. And then we would take glue, the Elmer's glue, and mm-hmm. we would put the glue over the top of it so that the picture would have like the laminate effect. Uh-huh. Okay. And we were selling those pictures. We Not the copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> we were selling those pictures as kids. We didn't know nothing about copyright infringement, trademarks. We didn't know anything. But yeah. we, now I think about it, we were doing that and we had to be in every bit of like the fourth mm-hmm. and fifth grade. Yeah, that's crazy. It, I feel like it was always in me. Uh, me and one of my good friends, she's like, she's my graphic designer. Mm-hmm. We've been friends since high school. And I call her my little sister. Mm-hmm. We had um, some jeans, a jean line called Juicy Jazz, because mm-hmm. they used to call her Juicy Tells. <laughs> and we actually used to j- distress um, denim uh-huh. for people. People oh, loved wow. our jeans. We would bleach them up and distress them really good, like how the Amber Chronicles oh, jeans smart. was. And, and people would, when we first wore them, people would be like, where you get those jeans from? We're like, we made them. Can you make mine? And it's turned into a whole business. We in a basement. We're doing this. This is why I was like really into hair and we're doing this. And we like, oh, we adding jewelry. We done went and got, we making <laughs> earrings and feathers and everything. Uh-huh. So we always found a way to make money. And it was always something we loved. And I was just telling her recently, girl, girl I think we need to bring them distressed jeans back because we did that. <laughs> like when I was like, on the pictures, I was like, like, we would have paint on them, bleach, everything. So I had one job. I worked at this store called Baffy Shoes when I was 16. Mm-hmm. I don't count it because I was there for, like, five months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were about to get robbed. It might not even be five months. It might have felt like five months to me, um, the longest time of my teenage <laughs> life. And I, was, <laughs> I had, I ended up quitting because they were about to get robbed one night. Oh, wow. we, like, they were counting the register. They were about to get robbed. Lord. And I, I was like, Ma, that's it. And my mother was picking me. She's like, okay, you don't got to go back. Mm-hmm. And from there, it really, I, it really started. I love that. You know, the biggest thing about entrepreneurship is just realizing that all you're doing is solving a problem. You know what I mean? Or all you're doing is giving somebody a solution. All you're doing is giving somebody a feeling. And that's what a, a lot of people don't realize when it comes to entrepreneurship. And as long as you're just as clear as possible with that problem that you solve or that solution that you're given you won't make money. You know what I mean? And it's just about like not being afraid. So have you always had this kind of like fearless personality? Cause you give me that energy of just like, I'm just a fearless, bad bitch. Like, is that, is that the, is, have you always had that energy? So I am a fearless bad bitch, but sometimes that little tiny piece of fear yeah. sinks in, but I'm not a quitter. Yeah. I don't know how to quit. Mm-hmm. Which is like good. when it comes to entrepreneurship, I don't know how to quit. Mm-hmm. I only know how to like. It's like Jason. What are we going to fall back on? Yeah. There's nothing. It's move forward. Yeah. When I separated my business from my mom's, I told you we were in one building. Yeah. And when I decided to branch off, child, I was scared. First of all, I was like, <laughs> I can't tell her I'm looking for no buildings. I can't tell her none of this. Like she's gonna be upset i was so afraid to upset her like i'm my only child i was I'm like this is not gonna go well <laughs> like, yeah. i was like but this you know needs to be done i have found my salon i have now that's in baltimore and my landlord didn't believe i was my age and i was doing what i was doing 
He didn't believe that I could mm-hmm. live on prior. And, you know, he was like, you started just lying at 21. I'm like, yes, I still have it. You know, I just feel like it's time for me and my mom to separate our businesses from each other because yeah. she did things with kids and child the kids. And both the bedrooms was on my side. So oh. it wasn't a walk in the park when they would walk through. It was a tornado. They, they, yeah. they come and they make a noise. You know what I'm like? People come here to get away from their kids. And I was trying to explain it to them. Exactly. My, land- my landlord now, he, I think he didn't believe it. So one day... It was like a Monday. He called me like, hey, I just want, I'm in town. I wanted to know if I can stop past your salon. I'm like, uh, it's Monday. I'm not there. And uh, my friend at the time that I was with, he was like, look, let's let's just, we can go up there. And I'm like, I think my mother in there. I'm like, oh my God. He's like, I'm going to distract her. <laughs> I was like, All right. So he, he actually got there for me and he told my mom he was waiting for me. And my mother was like, you know, who was that man? So I just heard everyone on that side. So Shane talked to so my friend went over there and talked to her. And he was like, oh, this is nice. And he really was like, wow, you, you're really doing this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he was like, I had to come see it for myself. Yeah. Like for you to be stung. And he was telling me the building that he had, that was the first time he ever had a salon. Oh, that wow. he had owned. That was the first one. That was the first building. He was like, this is my baby. I've, I've never had a salon before. I've done houses. Mm-hmm. So... I I just wanted to make sure he said it's only another candidate. And he was like, I called. He said, I just wanted to tell you this. And I love my landlord. Like, we have a really good relationship. He's like, your credit is shit. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I know, like, I'm working on that. I literally was like in the process of filing bankruptcy and everything. Like, he was like, credit is shit. Like, it's trash. But I'm gonna help you with that. And he was like, the only other, he was like, the other candidate, he was like, she has good credit. And when I say he was serious, he called my apartment complex and everything. He was like, the difference between you and her is she has better credit, but she pays her bills late. Mm-hmm. And you pay your, um, he was like, you pay your rent on time. And I was, he was like, I'm still making my decision, but I'm going to let you know. And mm-hmm. I remember I was, I went home and I just had that fear on her. And I was like, God, if it's for me, let me get it. If mm-hmm. it's not, let it go. And yeah. that's a prayer I say all the time. Like, God, if it's for me, let me yeah. keep it. If it's not, I'm going to just, I'm going to go ahead and I'm gonna let it go. And I trust it. And he actually ended up calling me saying, well, you got it. Like, yeah. it's, it's yours. You can move that's- in, like, take it. So it does, it does hit me, but it's not, I don't let it control me. Yeah. I don't let it take me. I don't sit in it. Mm-hmm. I'm like. We got to sink the swim, sis. Like, yeah. <laughs> what you going to do? Exactly. Like, okay, we even going to win. We're going to fail. But if we fail, we learn. We learn mm-hmm. what not to do next. And we're going to try something else. Exactly. And I, I think that's the biggest thing that a lot of, especially new entrepreneurs need to realize is that like having expectations can be a really bad thing because then you just left the disappointment where if you just more so just live in the spirit of if it's for me, it's for me. If it's not for me, it won't be mine. Simple as that. And if that's something that you've been wanting, it's okay. Pivot. You know what I mean? And, And just embrace that pivot. The journey of an entrepreneur is definitely one that is not easy, but it's well worth it as you hear on the podcast, especially when you have to utilize so many different softwares to operate and market your business. And now you actually don't because Go High Level is an all-in-one CRM software that allows you to do so many things like 
sending text message back and forth between customers, email marketing, social media posting, even hosting memberships and courses. And of course, you can't forget calendar bookings and automations. And of course, you can even host your funnels. This is a CRM that has everything all in one place so that you don't have to keep remembering those passwords. I know I definitely hate that. (laughs) So check out the show notes below to get my link to get 14 days free with this amazing CRM software. You have nothing to lose and everything to experience to increase your marketing operations and you're maximizing your revenue for your business for 2023 and beyond. So I know that you also have a book as well, um, a book that you released uh, about uh, somebody that you dated a, lo- a while ago, and you kind of incorporate a little bit into that of what you're talking about on TikTok now. So explain to us a little bit of like, one, why did you feel the need to publish the book and how are you helping women today navigate relationships and stuff like that uh, from that book? Baby, I don't even know how I got in this thing. <laughs> so, um, that was a relationship I was in in 2015. We literally dated for 30 days and he was murdered. Mm. But I was coming out of a three-year toxic relationship. Yeah. We were young. I was every bit of 23. And I in that relationship, I learned what not to do. But... um who I wrote the book about his name is V. That was his nickname. Mm. They call him V Money. Mm. And with him in that 30 days, he just really showed me like how a man is supposed to treat you. Mm-hmm. And not only that, he was helping me build my confidence back up from that previous relationship. Yeah, um, He was always like, he was my hype man. Like yeah. he, he loved the hustle. I mean, he, was, he used to be like, man, man, you the shit. Like, <laughs> you that bitch and I was like I, and he was like yes you are like you know so yeah. he, all, he like I said my personal hype man and I tell people like I've, I've had other women tell me um you compare everybody to him and I was like I don't technically compare them to him but the he's I go the based st- off that standard yeah he's he's the standard yeah. and if you don't treat me well I'm not going through struggle of yeah been there done it mm-hmm. i'm not i'm <laughs> you know i'm not gonna sit here and take a man's crap mm-hmm. and then oh you want to love me towards six years down the line when nobody else wants yeah. you at. no mm-hmm. we're not we're not doing that um, so i feel like writing that book and i didn't get a chance to grieve him mm-hmm. when he got murdered it was like it went viral of course, he had other females. People act as if I wasn't dating other people as well. We just mm-hmm. really fell for each other. Yeah. And it just was a mess. Like, yeah. I feel like 5,000 of my followers came from his death, to be honest. Oh, wow. That's yeah. crazy. Like, it, it, when people, they couldn't find anything to hurt me within my city. Mm-hmm. Um, once they found something that could hurt me, they attacked me. Fine. Mm. So I That's didn't crazy. get to agree him because I remember mm-hmm. saying you don't know him um 30 days is not long enough you don't know him you can't possibly be hurt and like just trying to tell me yeah. how I felt and they wanted me to prove my point so bad and I was just like I don't want to show y'all pictures I don't want to show y'all videos and voice I don't have to do that yeah so I, I never really grieved them I wouldn't talk about them to people unless they were close to me mm-hmm. and 
when a pandemic hit and I, I always had a close relationship with his mother mm-hmm. and she was just like, you know, you got to grieve him mm-hmm. so God can send you your husband. Mm-hmm. Let him go. And I was like, I just bust out crying. I was like, but they wouldn't let me. Yeah. You know, I said, they, I didn't have that space. They wouldn't let me. And she was like, now was the time, like, you know, let it go. And I woke up. I could always feel the time coming up when I met him. I woke yeah. up the day of our first date. Yeah. And asked his mom, I said, is it okay if I, you know, post about him? And she was like, yeah, post it. <laughs> she said, I'll post everything. Post yeah. whatever you want. Like, post it all. Because I just always want to be respectful. Like, yeah. And I started posting. I was really just grieving, like, allowing myself to grieve. And I would post late at night. And I'm not thinking it the content is going to go viral like it was going. And I would wake yeah. up. There were so many comments and so many people shared it. Like, oh, I'm waiting for the second date. Where's the third? I'm waiting for full. <laughs> like, and they got into it. And people kept saying, you should write a book. You should write a book. And I feel like I don't do things unless God lead me to do it. And I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, I need one more sign. <laughs> when we do this, I'll do it. But if not... I'm not an author. I'm a hairstylist. You know, yeah. I'm, thinking like, I'm, a, I'm thinking my first book going to be about my hair journey. I'm yeah. going to be about, you know, my love life. Yeah. And a girl sent me a message and she was like, your words are so intriguing. I feel like she's, I can envision every one of your dates. Please write a book. Yeah. And I said, all right, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We ain't got number time. Yeah. And I wrote the book. My mom, one of her friends, was an editor. She edited my book. Um, I got a graphic designer to do my book cover. Mm-hmm. We had a book. That's amazing. I did the pre-orders and sold out of the pre-orders before the books even came. Oh wow! I sold a hundred books before the book even came. Wow! And like, oh my god! I got to order. <laughs> like, I was like, I got to hurry for order some more books. Like, I yeah. I sold out three times. Dang! Like wow. within the first month. Three times. And I was like, oh my, the books are going all over the U.S. Yeah. I even shipped the book to Canada. Oh, wow. And I'm like, okay. This, I'm like, this is wild. Like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. But I that allowed my audience to get close to me. Yeah. Like, and to see, like, I was human. But mm-hmm. I love on TikTok. On TikTok, they don't even really know the backstory. They just like me telling giving them advice and stuff yeah my advice and i'm like these hot girls summer rules that i'm giving you i really live by those like that was after v died Mm -hmm. i had to figure out a system (laughs) that will work so i could you know not just be catching feelings for these random guys and they were nothing like him yeah exactly no that's phenomenal and you know that i don't it's just it's it's so crazy to see how God will put you through certain things within your life to give you a certain outcome. You know what I mean? And it's like, maybe that was meant to happen because literally it was 30 days. You know what I mean? 30 days. Like, so maybe that was literally meant to be placed in your life to put you on a certain path as a entrepreneur, because now you saw like, one, people were able to humanize you a lot more. You know what I mean? You were no longer just a, oh, a social media girl or somebody that's, you know, just doing hair. You know what I mean? Now you're more of a human to people and humanizing your brand. But on top of that, you realize 
how good of a storyteller you are. Do you feel like that led you to then going into marketing? Because marketing is huge on storytelling and creativity and things like that. Like, do you feel like that book kind of propelled you into your then marketing career? I actually feel like it did. So prior to that, I was doing like my promo videos for my hair company. Mm -hmm. People would say, I love your videos. They remind me of like Ming Lee videos. Like we love them. They give us a movie vibe. Cause I would, yeah. drop, I would drop a preview like it's a real movie. I would drop a preview then you would get the full <laughs> movie when I drop. And that's where the creativity, you know, started coming out. Um, but once I did the storytelling, I noticed like I have a natural gift to market. Mm-hmm. Like, and it wasn't so I started reading a lot of books and taking classes. That I said, oh this is what I do. You know, yeah. now I know the terminology for things. And I was, and I had a couple of people that would hit me up like, oh yeah, I see what you did with that book. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> that wasn't planned. Maybe yeah. that was not planned. I, <laughs> not at I'm all. I'm not lying to y'all. Like, I'm really not lying. I'm yeah. really, it was, it was not planned. Yeah. And I had, I was like, why do people think I'm faking it? Like, yeah. And it was a couple That's of like, crazy. Oh, you did with that. Like, no, baby, that's what God did. I didn't have exactly. to do that. I'm just grieving. Y'all don't understand. I'm boohoo crying, writing these posts, just mm-hmm. letting it out. But um, I do believe that really led into my marketing career. Like, like you say, it really led into that. Then it was, you know, Bad Academy came along. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my community, Bad is with Bands. And I was, I, I feel like because I, I humanized myself with that mm-hmm. book, people were more open to talking to me and, yeah. you know, Oh, we want to learn how to market like you. Yeah. Like how you did that. We, we want to learn how to do that. Because you do have a very intimidating presence. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if it's because like you, you, your face like gives like real, like maybe like me mug, you know what I mean? Or maybe sometimes like thicker girls have a different presence about you guys like it's a more of a like a you feel me before you even see me kind of thing you know so like maybe that might be it so maybe with now them feeling that happening humanized you a little bit more and now people felt a little bit more comfortable with actually speaking to you you know what I mean because I know for me a lot of people say that I'm a very intimidating person which I, I mean I can see that but it's like I feel like I do talk about other areas of my life or show vulnerability so that I can humanize me and my brand so that people aren't afraid to, you know, talk about me. Uh, I mean, talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So do you feel like marketing is like something that you're truly like passionate about and all of those kind of roads and slides and things like that led you to your actual Mm -hmm. destiny? And what are you doing now to help people in that marketing space? Um, so do I feel like, see, and then I, I kind of bounce back and forth, but I feel like it always lead me back to marketing because I literally can market anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I really have a love, I still have my love for fashion and hair. Yeah. So maybe, <laughs> maybe marketing is, I would say, lead me because it all leads back to, I, I get a kick out of, marketing and selling like yeah especially like black friday and stuff like i have the time of my life i would be in my bed <laughs> yeah. in my bed with the computer like type 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 type, type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mother my mother watched me do it for the like the first time one year and she's just like 
I did not know like it took all of that when it came mm-hmm. to marketing. She was like, I have a newfound respect for what you do because mm-hmm. you do a lot and you do yep. a lot by and I'm like, yeah, I told you it's not just simple as just posting. Posting on Instagram. <laughs> she was like, no, you you do a lot. You do do a mm-hmm. lot. So I feel like I feel I feel like marketing does. Yeah. So where did um the word baddies come from? How where where did that brand come from and how are you helping people today? Yeah, okay. So it started from I've been jazzing in bed since Oh, nine, 2009. Oh, wow. So a and hot minute. Yes, I've been Jasmine You was a diaper for- calling yourself the bad queen. <laughs> I was Jasmine Bay from MySpace to Tumblr. I was Jasmine Bay. And um, a guy I was dating at the time, and it's so mm-hmm. funny, y'all. They call him Flashy. That was his nickname. They call him Flashy. And he had came and seen me one day. We were sitting in the car, and he was just like, Child, he was high. I don't know how much we hit that day, but he was high. I'm just to be honest with y'all. Yeah. And he was like, bad Jasmine. Jasmine bad. <laughs> That's your name. You Jasmine bad. And I was like, Jasmine bad. I like Not the that. creativity coming out of the marijuana. <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I like that. He said, like, Jasmine bad. Mm-hmm. And I was Jasmine Bad ever since. And every time he was seeing me like Jasmine Bad, or he called me like Jasmine Bad, you know that that was my name, and it grew on me. And I was like, this, it's to the point people think that's my real name. Name, yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. My landlord sent me a new lease. Do you know what it said? Jasmine Bad. I had to. <laughs> I said, Dave, Dave, you're on, that's this why you don't need to be my friend on Facebook because now you've forgot my real last name because you see me as Jasmine Bad. And so many people think that's my last name. But that's how it came along. So I just felt like my community had to be, it just all had to correlate. So that's how the baddies came along. I was like, what am I going to call my girls? I was like, oh, I'm Jasmine Bad. They're the baddies. So yeah. that's amazing. I, I love that. So how are you helping people today? What are What's your community all about? Tell us a little bit about that. So community right now, um, I'm really focused on growing baddies with bands. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a women's community. I decided that it was it didn't just have to be entrepreneurs, but we do have entrepreneurs because I feel like within our community, we need entrepreneurs and we need people that are consumers and vice mm-hmm. versa. Like, yeah. So our community is just for women. Um, it's a space for women like myself that felt like I didn't fit in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't fit in with the ghetto girls. They felt like I was too bougie. Mm-hmm. Then I don't fit in with the bougie girls because the bougie girls feel like I'm too ghetto. So that I was think, me, I, child. Right? So you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm the healthy balance. So I, yeah, <laughs> I needed exactly. to be around. And I didn't want to be that mean girl because I would meet other people and they were mean girls. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not like that, you know? Mm-hmm. We need a safe space for women like myself. And I just, that's that's how the, well, that's what the community is doing. Like something happened a couple of weeks ago that I was so happy about. Because right now we have a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. We have 625 members in a Facebook group. Oh, we even have yeah. Germany. Mm-hmm. And, and um, one of the young mm-hmm. ladies, she, she just moved. <laughs> she just moved down here in Houston. Mm-hmm. And. She was trying to find somebody to watch her baby while she moved her things in. And she had commented in our um, group chat and was like, hey, 
you know, I have a three-month-old son. Could anybody watch him while I get the house together? Like, I just moved all my stuff in. And shout my heart started. And I was like, yeah, it's strange. So, you know, watch my baby. And then I'm like, but it's within your group, girl. Or like, you know. Mm -hmm. And it was two women in our group that actually had, like, daycares. Oh, so wow. they were experienced. Mm -hmm. And you know, this is what I do. Um, I'll, I'll watch him. You know, why you get do everything you need to do? And she reached out. And I said, I brought tears to my eyes because I was like, this yeah. community. Mm -hmm. like, and when you move to another state by yourself and don't mm -hmm. have anybody, especially with a child, that can be a lot. And another young lady, she had come, she had sent a message in, and she was like, this is what you call a village. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, this group is becoming everything that God wants it to be. Yeah. So I'm really focused on like community and also bringing people closer to God. Like we are in our last days, and mm -hmm. I feel like if you don't got your relationship with God, it is about time you get it right. Yeah, <laughs> figure you need to do something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it's, it's uh, wicked out here. You you need to work on that. So that's pretty much like what the community is about. I let them promote their business. Um, I give tips in there. I let them give tips, do whatever they want. You know. Yeah. So now, I is it a um, a free community or is it a paid community? So it's a free community because oh, okay. it's really like um, it's really just like a sisterhood. Yeah. Right. That's so Bad Academy was my like my paid membership. Paid community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. So this is just like the sisterhood, and then like we have events. Like I had a brunch in June called Baby Two Brunch. Like that was mm -hmm. a paid event. I and, saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So we. We brunched and all the ladies came. I was like, well, it was like 30 of the ladies in Houston. Some traveled from... I Boston. saw your, uh, your tutu skirt. That was cute. Was yeah. <laughs> I was like, I got to get one of these. I was like, I'm going to wear a nice big tutu. I want to feel like mm -hmm. a person. Um, I let them decide what color we were wearing. They wanted to go with new. We did a poll. I um, so right now, working on our retreat. That's amazing. And you see, that's the beauty of community right there. It's like, and that's how you know who's a real community leader is by how your community feels comfortable with being a part of it, right? And also even having them in on what's going on, helping them deciding what's going on and, you know, making things happen with like polls and stuff like that. So I think that's absolutely phenomenal. What you guys, you can check out the show notes and things like that to learn more about Jasmine and also get access to the uh, community and things like that. Because there's a lot of women that listen to this podcast. It's, a, it's about like, uh, like 60% women. I think I, I saw that on your, um your um what's it called? Your Instagram. <laughs> I have to think about what it was. <laughs> we have a prayer call every Sunday. So we have um, prayer every Sunday evening just to start your week off. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just for everybody. Yeah. Like I posted on all my social media, men, women, everybody. I'm going to drop in. Oh, drop in. I'm going um, to drop in. I'm like, ring, ring. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely need in. to. I, I I feel myself like I definitely need to take that because especially as entrepreneurs, you are so focused on go, 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 make this, make that, grow your brand, grow here, you know, and don't actually take the time to reconnect yourself, ground yourself and things like that. And that's definitely something that going into 2023, uh, I'm going to make sure that I have within, you know, my routine is making sure that I'm grounding myself, I'm connecting with God and, you know, all of that kind of stuff too. So I, I love that. <clears throat> so... My so we're coming a, up, huh? My mom is a my mom is a minister, so she does the praying. You can send I your prayer request in if you have prayer requests, and um, we pray every my Sunday. My grandfather's a bishop, 
So I like uh, I grew up going to church all the time and, you know, singing in some uh, singing in the choir, going to Sunday school and all that, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so I, I love it. And um, yeah, I haven't talked to him in a little while, but but yeah, just the church is definitely a great space to build community. You know what I mean? And I feel like the best part is when you're in a space, especially when it's judgment free, because, you know, religious people can be a little judgy depending on where you at. It depends on who they are. You know what I mean? Because I don't feel like, you know, if you're judging people, I don't feel like you're real about what you're preaching. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but definitely in judgment, uh, judgment-free zones, when it comes to, you know, religion and community, I feel like it's such a great space to keep you grounded uh, and to keep you on the right path. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're coming up to the end of uh, today's episode, which means... It's the branding alert. The branding alert is where I ask you, what is your favorite brand and why? So Miss Bad, what is your favorite brand and why? Okay. One of my favorite brands is YSO. Ooh. YSO Beauty is Let me a little YSO bag. Yeah. Especially <laughs> the heels. Have you seen the heel that like that got the YSO yeah. on the heel? That's cute. Mm. Yeah. So um YSO their beauty, especially their beauty brand, is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And it's my favorite. I love how clean and luxurious their social media page looks, their Instagram. Right. I love, I love the look. I love the reels that they do. I love it all. So that's what yeah. I love. I love them. So is it, do you mainly like them because of their marketing strategy or is there something that they do within their customer service? Is it something that they have within their products that you really enjoy? No, actually I love their products. I love their products. I've had some of their lipsticks and I love the, the case that the lipsticks come in. Mm -hmm. I love them. They're really cute. And I just feel like they just give that luxury, glamorous vibe, like all oh, their their products. And in their marketing, it just looks so warm. Like yeah. warm and warm and glowy. And when they're showing like kind of like tutorials where um one of the young ladies or even the young men are like putting makeup on and stuff, mm-hmm. I love that. It just mm-hmm. looks I don't yeah, it's it's just their marketing. The way they yeah, market, it, the way they brand it. Like I yeah. I love I love it. It's all about the feeling, you know what I mean? And that's exactly why I have the segment branding alert is to showcase to people of like why people like certain brands. Why do they, uh, you know, a part of certain communities and things like that? Because one of my favorite brands is Apple and it's because of their convenience, you know what I mean? And, you know, their customer service, even when you go into an Apple store, there's enough employees for almost every single person, the customer that's in the store, you know what I mean? So it's, that's exactly why I have this is to showcase to people of like, you know, what brands are really all about. So Jasmine, before we close out here today, if we, you know, a a brand new entrepreneur that's out there, that's listening, that's just getting started, that might not see the light at the end of the tunnel, what would you tell them? Troubles don't last always. Mm. The storm you could possibly be in, it could feel hard right now, but where you are is not your final destination. If you don't, you know, if you don't allow it to be, you got to keep pressing forward. You got to keep moving, even when you don't feel like it, even when it hurts. Cry if you need to, stomp if you need to, take a mini break if you need to, but don't stop. Don't quit. Think of all the people that are counting on you. And it may not even be your family. It may not even be your friends. It could be just one teenage girl or boy that's watching you. Mm-hmm. And like, I want to be like him. I want to be like her. You know, think about think about the next generation and the leaders that they need. 
Yeah. That'll stop me from quitting. Keep keep That's going. That, that light, that light going, that tunnel might seem like it's long, <laughs> but it <laughs> the light is coming. And don't compare your journey to anybody else's. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it could take a year. Sometimes it could take six. Sometimes it could take 10. You just got to be patient and keep mm-hmm. being consistent and working forward. I love that. And it's such a great way to close out today's show. Jasmine, thank you. Miss Bad, if you nasty, thank you so much uh, for coming here on the podcast. <laughs> and you guys remember, my name is Nasir and I'm never done branding and neither should you. I'll see you on yeah. the next one. <laughs> <laughs>I just want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you made it this far, you're stunning. <laughs> I hope you really got some value to take away to apply to your business and or life. But don't forget to leave us a review because I would love to hear your thoughts on the show. But also, you may just end up being my next community spotlight where I spotlight you here on the podcast along with my social media platforms. And lastly, don't forget to share this with your friends and family so that they can and also get in on the value. Thank you again, and I'll see you in the next one. <laughs>